Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss and analyze your favorite Marvel sports. From JMR Marble League to all go-do tournaments, we'll make sure you never miss the action. All Marble Sports, all the time, right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marvel's Boards Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. I don't really know what I was going for there, but I tried to change it up in some way that I haven't already said, welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide I, Podcast. I kind of picked up on it, but like I couldn't really tell. Like, like, like welcome, Marvel Sports fans! Like, 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 like a like an, 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 a ring announcer is that? That's kind of what I was going for. I have no idea what I was going for. I just I just said uh, words, and well, uh, we're here now. So, um, anyways, guys, uh, good to be back with you guys. I'm turning up and down my game. Some of my gain is like really uh, up and away today on the microphone. Them gains, but, uh, bro. Yeah, them gains, man. Anyway, I got a little bit of an interesting story to tell you guys um, before we get into the marbles. This happened to me. Listen, this happened to me last night, or last night was it? Yes, last night it happened to me. And listen, I might be just out of my mind. I might be have been hallucinating. I might have been just seeing things. But all I can do, the best I can do for you, is tell you exactly what I saw. And maybe I'm just crazy, and that's possible. I mean, I'm sitting here talking about marbles which aren't even living beings competing in events that only humans can compete in so maybe i am crazy it's possible it's likely but i all i will report to you what i saw right so last night me and my dad like around 9 p.m it was like it was like 30 degrees out uh at night remember it was cold me and my dad had to take dogs out for a walk we have a couple dogs a couple little Bijan freezes um so okay so we we took them out for a walk. We went out. We went down our driveway. And at the end of our driveway, there's a perpendicular street. It's a short street. It's kind of like a side dead-end street. So only our driveway is on it. And then that leads out to the main street with the other houses on them. And that's perp- the main street's perpendicular to that side street. So we go down the driveway. We turn onto the side street. We head to the main street. And then the main street down on the left, if you go to the left, uh you go down about 25 yards and there's a there's an intersection and you go up on the other side of the street from where our street is there's like another street that goes up there to whatever and then if you go right you just go down there and whatever so um we were walking we go down we turn onto the first street from the driveway we go down to that intersection with the main street there's a stop sign there i stop my, my dad's like 10 yards behind me or so and I look to the left, right, and there's and under the street lamp to the left, about 20, 25 yards, I see this figure, right? I see this figure there, and it's about at the intersection with the one road. So it's close enough that I can see it. Like, it's not, like, so far away that you can't make out anything about it. No, I could see it there. And um, at first, I thought it was someone walking, because I, I don't know why anyone would be walking 30 degrees 9 p.m. at night. But I thought it was someone just taking a stroll around our little neighborhood area. Um, but um, but I don't know. I didn't know what it was. I looked closer and it was just like, I was like, wow, this figure is so tall. Like it was because it was like, like, 
substantially tall. It was the first thing that came to my head after I processed the fact that I was seeing something was like, wow, this looks like a person walking on stilts right now out 30 degrees on a, on a, a cold winter night <laughs> going around the block for some reason. And, and so, and, and then I look closer and it's like, um, and it looked, it just looked all white. Like it didn't look white, like glowing white or like a bright light. No, it just looked like white, like a, like a person wearing very bleached white clothes or something like that. And it just was walking down the street, um, away from me. Okay. About, I don't know, I don't know how far it went, but it took about seven steps well, it took about three steps, and I looked to my dad. I was like, Dad, do you see that? Do you see the figure walking down there? I don't know what that is. And he's like, no, no, I don't see anything. I turned back. I, my eyes my eyes shifted away from it, then turned back to it, and I still saw it. It was there. It took like three more steps, and then it just disappeared. And the weird thing was that it, the, the road starts to curve like about 100 yards, I'd say, from where, that intersection. So, um, you know, you could disappear from view if you were a human walking, but it did that in seven steps instead of the usual 50 that it would have taken a person. So I, that was a weird thing that I saw. I don't know what to make of it. I try, I went around and walked over there to see if there was anybody doing anything there that would cause like some weird trick of the light. I went, I, I went around, I went around the neighborhood the other way. Cause it was like a loop where that, our, that street that he's walking on is like a loop. And I started to see, okay, maybe there's a person just on a stroll, even though it's a weird time to be walking, um, to see, I'll go around the other side, see if I can see if the person's just walking, just to like calm myself. I saw nobody, nobody on the going around the other way. Um, you know, I, I looked all around. I looked for like lights that people might have on their houses that could have moved, but I just saw nothing. But I can tell you, it looked like a figure, like eight, ten feet tall, uh, white. And 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 it take I saw it taking steps. I saw it taking steps like a person would, but I couldn't make out many more details. And it was uh, it was weirdest thing, weirdest thing that I think I've ever seen in my lifetime that I can't explain away. And so I don't know. I don't know what it is. And yes, I could have been hallucinating. I guess maybe I could have been tired. Though I didn't feel tired. I remember like distinctly being like, ah, I feel I don't feel tired tonight I didn't even look at like compute my computer all day tonight either it wasn't one of those days that I tired myself out on the computer either so I was like I feel like pretty good today so I don't know that's that's my story you guys make of it what you shall make of it but that did happen to me last night uh Wuff. anything to follow up on that <laughs> Uh, I mean, the fact that your dad didn't see it is is strange because, like, you said, like you looked back and they were still walking, so like your dad should have been able to see them. Uh, I got maybe it was a guy wearing a morph suit, and they was like, they looked like, like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, the only the only confusing things for me that I just want to point out real quick, and then we'll get to marbles. Of course, marbles always be rolling. Okay, no rush. Um, don't forget that the, uh, okay. First of all, when I see the figure, remember it's 30 degrees, it's below freezing 30 degrees Fahrenheit for those foreign people who do the Celsius thing. Um, I know most worlds are Celsius, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Um, but 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So below zero Celsius outside. Okay. And then when I see this figure, I don't recall any clear visuals of like a coat or a hat or gloves that would like make sense in such a cold time. Number one. Number two, 
Um, it was quite tall. Okay, it looked like a person on stilts. That was an instinctive thought. I was like, person on stilts looks like that's weird. Why would that be happening? But that's what it looked like. So this figure was, did not look as short as a human. Number three, um, there was, again, why, like 30 degrees at, at like 9 p.m. at night, why would you be out just taking a walk? There was no like dog or anything that, that the figure was with to make sense. Like it was just, no one walks at that time. Okay, and, and you know, so I, I mean like, it, I, I just can't, these things are weird. I cannot fathom what the heck I just saw. Um, and like number four for me is like, you know, if it was like a trick of the light, I feel like if I had like looked at it and then looked away to my dad to like, so they said like, hey, look, and then look back. If it was like a trick of the light, I wouldn't see anything anymore. But I, I saw it after I looked away and looked back. So that was just freaky, freaky, freaky. Um, but uh it happened. So there you have it. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I guess we move on from that, right? I mean, I don't know how to I guess. come back from that I... one, but uh, we should we should roll ahead here. Um, we got a lot going on today in the show, guys. We're going to talk snowboard cross. We're going to we're going to pose a very important question, in my opinion, um, about the validity of the ice dash. Um, that I'm really excited for. Then we're going to reflect with Miko Tan, our guest from last week. We're going to bring him back on again, and we'll be reflecting with him back on 2020, all the interesting Marvel Sports things from 2020 for the world of Marvel Sports and for the podcast specifically as well. So I'm very excited for those topics. We'll throw trivia in there. We'll throw your emails in there. Don't forget... And Snowboard Dash. Don't forget Snowboard Dash. I said Snowboard Cross. First thing I said. I, I heard Ice Dash. Well, I said Snowboard Cross, then Ice Dash. Well, I was just trying to keep me Oh, uh, did you? I, I, I mixed the two together, too. I said snowboard dash. So you did miss them together. I, just, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> you're, you're, mar you're losing your marbles right here on the podcast. I guess um, I am. None of my marbles are with me in my house. They're back in my apartment, so I don't have my marbles. Yeah, you've lost them. I mean, this is not good. Um, but yeah, <laughs> let me remind you guys, please email into the show. That's mswpodcast at gmail.com mswpodcast at gmail.com Perfect chance to put your marble sports opinions to get anything off your chest, ask questions, answer questions, do whatever you want to do. We want to hear it. We want to engage with you guys because you guys are the reason that we continue to bring you this, this show every week. So hopefully we see more emails from you uh, in the coming week. With that being said, Johnny Marble has a lot to say to us today, a lot going on in the Marvel Sports community. So let's roll over to him and the Marvel Sports Worldwide News. Sports fans, I am Johnny Marble, and as always, I'm coming to you for MSW. Let's get right into the news. Event 2 of the Marble League Winter Special, the Snowboard Cross, has been updated from the version back in 2018 to allow for more intense competition. Marbles were swerving back and forth down the track, with even the slightest loss of momentum being very detrimental, resulting in some very close finishes, such as Kanoan beating Bolt in Group C by only 0.01 seconds. It was a very tough battle to the end, and after a very close call, Aqua took home the gold by a mere 
0.005 seconds over Bolt, leaving Hazy with the bronze. This incredible performance from the Oceanics and Thunderbolts has really shot their teams up in the overall standings, but with four events left, it's still anyone's game. Well, everyone, I've been Johnny Marble. You, my dear listener, have been the best fan in the world. Let's take it back and continue on with the podcast. And we are back from the news here on the podcast. With you is me, Marble Guy. Which I don't call myself that often, but that's my uh, that's my name in the Marvel Sports community. Other than Brendan, we got Commander Waff, and we got a returning guest from last week's episode, Miko Tan. Miko Tan, say hello to the world out there. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you back. All right, yes. we we were going to uh, address the point that he wanted to discuss in the last episode, but we ran short on time. And we're going to address it in this episode, and that is looking back over 2020 and really discussing what happened in Marvel Sports this year that's important to remember. What advancements in Marvel Sports technology, what new events, what things to remember, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe things for the podcast as well that we should be aware of. So we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, we got two things to cover, and that's the snowboard cross and my question about Ice Dash. And we are going to begin the coverage of Snowboard Cross with crossing over, haha, see what I did there, to our Fantasy League <laughs> uh, points halls. And uh, Waf, you can start us off. How did you do this week in Fantasy? I didn't enter the Fantasy for Winter League, so I can't say. <laughs> oh, you f- oh, you didn't? Oh, I forgot. I forgot that you yeah. did not. That is a shame. That is a... I mean, I would have I picked Momo. I would have picked Raspberry Racers. I would have picked... Uh, I probably would have picked the speeders just because, uh, and then the snowballs, if they were in it, which I would hope they would be, I would pick them probably too. Yeah, well, I had an okay week, um, uh, myself, I got 60 points, so lower than last week, and last week was not even that great with only 92, I'm sitting at a 152, Green Duck Savage Speeders did okay for me this week, Crazy Cat's Eyes were not good this week. They did not excel in the snowboard cross. That was the reason why I didn't put the Crazy Cat's Eyes in my multiplier because I I did predict that the Crazy Cat's Eyes were not going to be the strong team in every event here in the Winter uh, Marble League. Just because they're dominating in Marbula 1 does not always carry over to every different type of event that you're Indeed. going to see in Marble League. In fact, to build upon the fact that I just said, a Crazy Cat says got 16th in this event, which is the worst you could possibly get. And then Snowballs, Team Galactic. Snowballs did awful, getting um, getting a, a sad 15th. And Team Galactic actually did the best, getting 4th, but no better. So, honestly, not a great points haul. We want to check where I am overall. It's not very good. I'm 152 in points, which means I sit in about 94 out of the 192, and I need to be in top 20 to be get that expected top uh, 10% um, in the fantasy league that I expect for someone like myself who claims to possibly be a marble sports connoisseur. So that's not very happy to see the outcome of the event like this. But we will move on from that, and we will discuss 
what do we think about the event itself? I mean, let's address Snowballed Cross. Let's hit it right at its center. Do we even think this is an event that we even want to see again? Uh, Waf, maybe you start us. So I, you know what? We'll start with our guest, Miko Tan. I want you to rate the event out of 10. And then I want you uh, to talk we, about did, whether you did, like it or did not. Did we rate the last week's event? I don't we, we, remember, we, we but just in, we, can, we can do that um, we can do when we together. talk about the Ice Dash afterwards. Because okay. um, I have a question right. about that as well. Okay, so for me, okay, so we're doing snowboard cross first because that was the most recent, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, snowboard cross. Okay, so for me, okay, um, <clears throat> if I have to rate it out of ten, correct? I want to say it would have to be a seven point five, maybe an eight out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay, so just because it's um, well, actually no, maybe an eight point five, close, okay. maybe you know, <laughs> maybe an. <laughs> Maybe an eight point five. All right. Because um, just because it the event at least this event, it was very close, very close battles. You know, you're talking literally thousands of a second. So um, and what was it? Uh, I gotta say though, um, I was I mean really I was very surprised that the Oceanics took gold. Oh, absolutely, That's, yeah. That Very is kind of crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was. Yeah, that That's brought right. upon the um, the meme. I saw the meme about the the Oceanics not liking water events, but good with frozen water events. So I thought that was a, a funny situation. <laughs> Literally just about to mention. Um, that. So what do you really like about the event? Is it just the fact that it was close this year, or is there, do you like how it's structured, or, or what is it? Um. I, I want to say a little bit of both, actually. So where you know, because uh, you know, they kind of like going to, kind of like mi like a mini style tournament where you know you go four, where you go steps of four, and the top two, you know, advance and so on and so forth. Um, maybe and um, also it is not an event we do see very often because the last time we saw an event like this was, of course, the Winter Marble League of two thousand eighteen. So. Um, yeah, that's true. It's been a while. I'll agree with that. Yeah, and now whether or not I would like to see it again, though, if the battles are this close, the competition is this fierce, then yes, I definitely would like to. I definitely would love to see this again. Okay. Um, because again, there's a lot of unpredict. <laughs> there's a lot of obstacles and a lot of unpredictability. That's what I love about, um, at least me personally, what what I what I appreciate about the Marvel events. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you make a a decent case for 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 the validity of this event. So, uh yeah, um uh Waf, what do you think? So, I think it was uh I feel like a 7 out of t a 7 out of 10. Just yeah. like it the uh, the structure bit for one thing, it's way better than the original. I will agree right it was well, it was better structured than the first Snowball Sport Cross, which is even more restrictive in the areas that Marvel's control. And what I I really love about it is like because of the way it's stru structured, like a marble could get hung up. So even though like a marble could have like a significant lead, it could actually lose that, and like it can like result in really close finishes. And there were a lot of really close finishes, like the one with between the Oceanics and the Thunderbolts. Uh, I think one of them happened with the Raspberry Racers, and I believe the Hazers. It's um my memory's a little fuzzy in that one. Uh, but like yeah, overall I think it was definitely solid. Um. I should have definitely looked this up beforehand, but isn't this literally this, like the exact same as an event from the the normal Marble League that happened in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? 
what the Gravitrax slalom? No, that was quite different. Uh, was it called the Gravitrax slalom? I mean, I mean that was an event, and it was not the same as a snowboard cross. Um, I'd have to go check, but I it, nothing comes to mind right off the top. If anyone in the live chat happens to know what he's talking about, throw that in there. We might know, but uh, nothing nothing comes to my head immediately when you say that. Not the Gravitrax slalom. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was on Gravitrax track. It was one of the events that the Crazy Cat's Eyes did rather good on. It was near the oh, end. Oh, they might have even had this event. Yeah, you're right. And now that I think about it. I'm trying to think. What was the name of it? I don't remember. That's a good question. Hmm. Marble Marathon? No. No, 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 no. I don't uh, know. I think it was, 20, it was 2019, I think, actually, instead, not 2020. Yeah, you'd have to find that. So while you're finding that, I'll give my opinion. My opinion is the opposite of theirs. Uh, for me, this is a 3 out of 10 at best. I, I do not like this event at all. Um, it's one of my least favorite Marble League events, actually, across all of Marble League. Um, I just think it's bad. I think it's really bad. This is like JMR's more professional way of doing what um, M&H Racing does, and that is put a Plinko board down. All right? Really? I mean, that's what okay. it is. That's what it is. Yes, that is 100%, in my opinion, what it is. Um, I know that's going to upset some people because I'm sure Miko Tan and Waff are not the only one giving the only ones giving this event a seven out of ten or higher. Okay, I'm sure that's the case. Well, but in my opinion, I I I just watched. I, let me get this get this thought out. I just watched this event and the whole time, and I'll go back here, right here on the YouTube. You can watch with me on the YouTube right now during the podcast. I go back, and, and yes, of course, there's these close head-to-head -head finishes, which are great, but they can also appear in many different other forms of racing, um, like in five meter sprint and relays and all that. You you see those finishes in many other things. Underwater racing has close finishes, but it's right here when when the events where just it just seems so stop start like jerky like marble stuck in traffic almost when during this event where it's like they're rolling fast and they hit this the 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 side of uh the gravitrax and they just stop dead for a second and and then they start mo moving again and and, and while it does like create for a very um lead changing type of race it's just to me just tough to watch with all the like Fast moving, stopping immediately. Fast moving, stopping immediately. Just this, like this, um, this hackneyed progress, and it's just, it's very, it's very tough for me to watch. I don't like enjoy it. It doesn't feel as smooth as like any of the other racing events, and it also doesn't feel. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like you have two different types of events in Marble League. You got the racing ones where things flow really well. You know, you got five meter sprint relay race. Everything's racing. Everything's moving fast. Underwater race. They're moving slower, but they're still moving at all times. And then, you, of course, you have other events like long jump, which are, you know, you move and then you stop. But your measure, the point is, the point is the stop is necessary to measure what's going on. With this, it's like you're getting this stop start jerky feeling and something that's supposed to be a race. And I, it's just not working for me. It, it really isn't working for me at all. Um, I, and I don't, enjoy, I don't enjoy it. I feel like it restricts the movements of the marbles too much. So, um, yeah, that, that's my reasoning. And if you guys disagree, of course, emails emails are always something we love to see you send in. And maybe you have a different opinion on it. But unfortunately, that's where I stand right now. I will say this. I will say this. Um, and that is um, uh, I think it can be improved. I think that it can be be at least go from a 3 out of 10 for me to like a 6 out of 10 if you just widen the board. Maybe make the board a little bit longer if you have the space. But then widen it so that it's like instead of three dra Gravitrax hexes wide at, at the longest point, maybe six, and maybe you kind of 
randomly put the the gray hexes in um, at, at at random spots just to kind of keep it a little plinkoey, a little like oh you have to avoid obstacles, but there's more chance for like speed there's more chance there's less uh jerky motions or less just getting stuck and bounding back and forth and back and forth or maybe get some smoother curves on these objects either way it's for me it's just it's just too stop and start for an exciting event even though sometimes marbles end up very close uh at the end of the race so um you guys can cash in on that now but that's what i think so i finally found it was uh the 2019 elimination race and there are like looking at there are some minor differences like the spacing in the the gray blocks is different and like it's not as tightly packed like it's it's in this one is it's more consistently like small, tightly packed to uh, to create that crisscross motion that actually happens in real life snowboard snowboard crossing so they I do so I think it's different enough in the, to actually you know like uh, create that feeling to where I would say that that it being similar to the elimination race does not take points away for me. Uh, but like, it is definitely dangerously close in some ways. Also, also the elimination race also had like the, uh, the spring loaded, like mo- uh, ball bearings that, that get launched into the area. And like th- near the end, yeah. like the little hexagons that launch. So there are things that were different between the elimination race and this. So I would, it's not unoriginal and it actually is well thought out. Cause like, like again, like it really, and I, I'm just not really appreciating it, but like, like seeing like the way that they created the crisscrossing motion, like to actually emulate what the real snowboard cross is, is really nice. Like I was really curious how they're going to do that, and like that, it honestly makes a lot of sense how that what they did there. All right, I mean, you make a good defense on the other side, but um, for me, it's just not doing it. Um, Miko Tan, anything else you want to well, say about it? I mean, the way how I'm going to say it is that I mean, one, you are entitled to your opinion. Okay, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. So. You know, um, if you and I disagree with that, you no, know, that's fine. You know, there are events that people that are, you know, that are that people are going to like, and there are going to be events that, well, there's going to be people that just doesn't that people are just not going to enjoy just be, for whatever reason. You know, either because it's like, oh, it, it's not, um, you know, either it's not smooth enough, it's not. Uh, it doesn't showcase the marbles as well. Like they're just like you know, it doesn't flow right. But I mean, um, I do have to point out that it is different. You know, it's something a little bit different. And yes, it was definitely improved from two years ago. I can definitely admit that. Whether it's my favorite event, no. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like there needs to be more effort to kind of. You know, maybe maybe make it so that it's a little bit different than just the same kind of plinko thing the whole time. Maybe have it like start like that, but then like like kind of funnel into some some just flat racing, then go back into that a little bit, just so that like you know things feel a little bit faster. Things feel a little more like there's racing and there's movement, and you know, um, and and, and you know, honestly, the, the the moguls with the sand is really a better way to to um, to kind of put forth something like a snowboard cross. Than to just put gravitrax because they're because actual snowboard cross is not it's not like giant walls that you have to avoid it's more hills you know you're you it's more hills and 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 slopes so if they could somehow incorporate that in there and 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 kind of allow the marbles to be kind of moving back and forth betwixt the hills i mean maybe that would be better but right now for me to stop and start kind of detracts a lot from it so um I mean, yeah, there, there you have it. I mean, three different opinions, absolutely, on on what what we think about this event. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, besides the Oceanics, any standout uh, competitors you guys want to shout out oh, here? Definitely. Um, go ahead, uh, or, well, you want to go first? Aqua. So definitely Aqua, like showing that like they're that t- the Oceanics are making their way up, like they're getting used to to frozen water events, so soon they're yeah. good at water events, maybe. Know, like, who knows? Maybe like, it's colder where they're from. <laughs> I, um, well, you meant the like. Well, they are very, very different. Like looking at the original snowboard cross, uh, Shore was the one who raced for them last time, got fifteenth place. So this is a, well, it is a different beast compared to what it was before. The fact that they did jump up fourteen places is still something to be to point out and to commend. I'd say. Yeah, and, and for me, um, uh, stand out in the negative way would be Crazy Cat's Eyes. Of course, you know what happened, right? I mean, they just. They just had no ability to get, you know, the speed and, and get make any moves past marbles. And, you know, they were hitting every block. I mean, what was going on with them out there, right? So that's a standout for me. I mean, snowballs kind of as well. This is, this, these are these are cold events, should be for them. But, I mean, uh, yeah, not a, not good for them. But some, I mean, some of the, even some of the better teams that we usually see from Savage Beaters, Green Ducks, Raspberry Racer, Team Galactic were able to at least hold a middle-of-the-pack scenario uh, at their worst. Or Rangers picked up seventh. Midnight was picked up ninth. So to me, it's kind of a little bit embarrassing that the crazy cat size would get dead last in an event like this. So um, not exactly what I want to see, but then again, you know, everyone has their bad days. Um, something we should point out while we're here is that all opinions about the quality of this event aside, if I just look at this event, and, and think about um, the the uh, strategies marbles need to take when uh, doing this event. I mean, it, it seemed very clear that the the snowboard cross motion that Waff was talking about was the best way to handle this event. Hit hit the one side of the white uh, barriers, flip back over to the other, flip back over to the other, and just stay in front. I see right here, you see, um, I don't know what marble that is, but for a few lengths there, he was out in front because he was able to keep that going. I mean, obviously, some marbles get that lucky thing where they slide, they thread the needle and slide right down and skip a whole mm-hmm. bunch of uh, skips. But, you know, the consistency stays if you can just go back and forth and back and forth and, um, you know, and then just keep that uh, nice and even back and forth. So you don't have those situations like the crazy cat size did many times where you get caught up behind uh, one of these things and stop dead, lose all momentum in all direction which happened a few times to Crazy Cat Size Snowballs and the likes of them. So that was a strategy for that event, um, definitely. Um, did you guys see any other interesting strategies that you want to point out? Well, I mean, uh, well, first off, I want to obviously give a shout-out to, no, to my favorite team, of course, the Hazers. Hazing. Oh, absolutely. They they really uh, brought forth Indeed. a good uh, burst of speed yeah, there, so, uh, during this event. Of course. And, um, well, Hazy, of course, got... Bronze, so still on the podium, but that does actually move them to over, you know, to the overall leaders of this relatively short event. So I can't be unhappy about that now, can I? No, no, I don't. I don't think you yeah, can. Yeah, so I don't think you can. If your team is, if your team is picking up third place in the event, and if you look at the Hazers, they picked up second exactly, in the last event. Exactly, two medals. You should be the happiest yeah, man Yeah, two alive. medals. No, two two medals for two events, and they're sick, only six events. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, but definitely, yeah. um, one of the other things which, um, and, um, well, yeah, it's a bit of a shout-out, but I am really glad that JMR is, um, was doing, like, the little meet-and-greet for the event. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they yeah. at the beginning, I think. Yeah, it's no, they actually got Lewis Marbleton. You know that, that he's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they uh, they got Lewis out there. They got Red Number Three mm-hmm. out there. They got the Rangers out there, and and this kind of um, these kind of meet and greets are very uh, useful and. Um, for for building that fan camaraderie and like if you talk about of course in the role play with the actual marbles it's very meet and greets are always awesome of for the fans but outside of that um, for the people watching the video all right to see like for an O'Rangers fan or a Red Number Three fan to be to be to come into the snowboard cross video realizing the O'Rangers are not having the best year realizing Red Number Three is not having the best year but then getting to see them sitting upon these chairs and the fans swarming around you you as an O'Rangers fan or you as a Red Number Three fan are like wow that's mm-hmm. awesome they're they're highlighting these competitors as worthy competitors um, as as no as notable competitors out in the marble sports um uh environment mm-hmm. so i just think for for the viewers of the i mean at least of these particular teams it, it was very um it was very nice to be able to see that out there absolutely mm-hmm. and also um yeah. uh, i was going to um, mention real quick too it's um well obviously just like you know just like in you know our human world you know when we see all these athletes you know these you no know, big name athletes you know these Olympic athletes and, you know, you see them competing, uh, you see them on, on, on TV or on your computers and such, but to be able to see them outside right. of that competitive environment, you know, it serves in a way to right. know, you know, they are, they are really, you know, the best of the best, but, you know, it shows that, it you know, it humanizes them. And why can't we do the same? You know, why is it, you know, can we do the same for the marbles? You know, it, because most of the times, yes, we always see these marbles, these athletes, you know, competing, you know, in the event. But we do not see them that often. You know, outside of that, just being people, you know, talking with their fans, right. you know, engaging gives them with personality, them. gives them, gives them a real character to see them doing things other than just you know putting their head down and racing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of come out of the role play, who is the marble on the left at the meeting greet? Like is is that a reference like, that I'm not just privy to? Lewis, okay, so the one on, on the left, uh, the one on the left is well, Lewis Marbleton, Lewis Hamilton. He is the um, um Grand Prix champion, won the F1 champions. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice I, reference. I know of him because I listened to the uh, Bill Burr podcast, and Bill Burr is into F1, and he's always like he always mentioning Lewis Hamilton as the guy he just somehow always. Always, he wins a lot. He's just like almost always out in front. And as soon as he gets out in front in first place, you, pretty much he stays there the whole time, almost every time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Be careful very, because um, there's a lot of very a lot of racing racer. fans out there, uh, or Formula One fans. And you, and you know, if you have not heard of Lewis Hamilton, whoo, that's that can, you can get in some big trouble right there. But you know, putting that aside, yeah, that's um. So Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Marbleton. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, back into yeah. the role play. <laughs> All right, nice. So good. As we head back into the role play, let's switch over to Ice Dash mm-hmm. really quick, um, and and then um, uh, after trivia, we'll do, we'll spend the rest of the episode looking back on 2020. So Ice Dash. Two things we're gonna do. We're all gonna go around quickly, rate the event out of ten, and then I'm gonna propose a question. I'm very excited about. So I'll start actually for this one. Ice Dash. For me, Ice Dash is. Um, 
It's a good event. I love Ice Dash. Um, and it's a, it's something that um, I feel is just it's just a staple of Marble League, you know, just straight out racing. You know, speed is key, you know, events like that. So for me, Ice Dash would go fall, probably fall about an 8 out of 10. It, it's good to be there. It almost has to be there to round out a good Marble League um, in the winter. Um, and it's an exciting event. There's no barriers between the uh, the marbles. Um, in the five meter sprint that like uh, as opposed to the five meter sprint so that's nice too um, and you just kind of get to see the marbles free for all fast as they can down the uh, down the line crossing over bumping into each other just pushing it all forward towards the bottom and i think that creates for some very exciting smooth mm -hmm. racing for me eight out of ten yeah i i think i would go with a seven like it's a it's pretty solid like like I, I'm trying to figure out, like, would I rate like, like this the same number I gave? Like, like would I really rate this and Snowboard Cross the same? Like, I think both of them. Like, I think yeah. Like, I think they're both they're both sevens for me. I think both very solid. They have they uh, had some really great moments. Uh, lots of close finishes that that lead to some really interesting mm -hmm. racing. And in this case, I will definitely have to agree with Marble Guy here. Um, there is beauty in simplicity. So I have it rated eight out of absolutely eight point five out of ten. So as you said, no barriers. It's just you know, you know as soon as the thing starts, you simply race down to the finish line. That's it. You know, very simple. Right. And um, you know, is there a little bit of movement and a little bit of blocking like that? A little bit, but in this case, no, not really. I mean, though I will say though, um, uh, what was it? Uh, the bottom of the course comes up really, really fast, and uh, yeah, where, where we look, where, where everyone's a little bit scared, what will happen with Momo and Starry? Yes, but you know, um, uh, I do. You, you do have to give it up to the professionals, uh, to the JMR, um, the, the medical team, you know, who rushed there and they're on them right away. So, I definitely, you know, definitely, 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 definitely like props, props to them. Well, that brought up something that I that I I I'm that we haven't mentioned in such a long time. Like they really could do a lot better with the safety. Like these marbles are putting their like their their lives can be on the line, or, or at least their careers if they get seriously injured. It's like you know, having something that's more cushiony to help save them or keep them uh, from injury, like something that's maybe like soft, or like styrofoam would be even better. But like 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 something like, maybe something like a soft like a like a foam. I don't know. I, I, I just mm -hmm. a normal foam. Like a foam, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, that, that I, I agree with that. I feel the object they ram into at the end of racing could very easily be something quite a bit softer. Um, I think besides that, though, you have to keep in mind that injuries are common in sports. In fact, marble sports has only had one notable injury and a couple made-up ones, even though the marble was fine. They wanted to add some story and lore to oh, it. No. Um, so the one notable injury... The one actual injury would be... Like, like, like full-blown actual injury, yes, but like... I feel like it's like in role play. I'm I'm accepting the role play injuries like the more recent okay. ones. Like like, cause like 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 Momo flying back into Starry. That that was pretty hard. Like that that definitely yeah. Like I like the one where the Ruzzy or, or during the 2020. Like I that person didn't feel that one a whole lot. But like I mean like that was the same mm -hmm. catch basin, and like it's like so and like and that's what they got and they got injured there. So like. If that if like they already have a history of like marbles getting injured like consider injured just from hitting the wall in that catch basin, shouldn't they like have improved it by now? Like, yeah, what, I would. What's I up would with agree. the committee? I would agree, with the exception of mm -hmm. the wall though. 
with the exception of that, because that should be fixed. It's like Lego brick right now. I'm looking at Ice Dash here on the YouTube. Um, it, 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 with the exception of that, we need to accept that injuries mm -hmm. happen. Injuries are going to happen. And that's part yeah. of the sports. But, of course, like you're right, JMR should be doing everything I can to, they can to maintain safety and, and making the um, Ice Dash um, end be a little bit just, you know, less... Uh, um, little softer when they ram into it, it in my opinion would be mm -hmm. very important so yeah, yeah it was razzy who got like, like they got hurt when they yeah ran into the and wall. um i was going to mention too yeah, there's um no i do feel i have to point this out there's a reason why the marbles racing out there are the professional okay they're the reason why they're the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, to even be able to participate in the Marble League is an honor in and of itself, okay? And to be able to... Agreed, agreed. ...be able to compete right. and to be able to actually win medal, you know, really proves that they are literally the best of the best. So I'm pretty sure that when they signed up, they understood the risk that they were, that they were taking. Or, you know... Um, you know, they JMR over the years has been slowly, you know, uh, improving safety, but re but regardless, there are always going to be those risks, and I and I'm pretty sure for the marble athletes, for the competitors, they understand the risks that they take. So, um, I right, I uh, you're right. Like I, that's that, that's a risk that all athletes take in all sports. But like like just a few just a few seconds ago, like on screen, if our YouTube watchers were watching, they we, they could have seen how Hazy got launched out of the uh, out of the catch basin because the wall wasn't high enough. They go back to that maybe. It was just a few seconds. It was like about a minute before in the la in the last heat before this one. I think like like they they, they are all three like, like three marbles were all just grouped together on the left take corner. Take a look here. Look, they're grouped Hayes together. Hazy's coming down. And back and uh, comes yeah, out and right out. I mean, like that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's dangerous, but danger is a part of the sport. And they could do a little bit better job with the safety, but um, you know, that's. I mean, remember, Marvel Sports is still early and getting started. You know, live and learn over time. So, um, again, so one one more thing before we uh, move on to trivia and then then our reflection of on twenty twenty. Um, and this is something I've been excited to talk about, and um, just kind of want to get your opinions on it. So. Um, I've been thinking about Ice Dash. I've been thinking about 5-meter sprint. I've been thinking how similar are they are, but there's one very distinct difference between the two, and that is 5-meter sprint keeps the marbles in their lanes. Mm -hmm. And Ice Dash does not do that. Ice Dash leaves the marbles to uh, move about, ram, ram into each other, uh, roll diagonally. So my question to you guys, my question that I don't even know if I really have a side in this debate yet, but I want to form one, and that is which of the two events, from 5-meter sprint or ice dash, is a better, um, I guess, a better test of the marble's true speed out there on the course? Which event is a better, more accurate, more just, just you know, pure test of a marble's true speed? Me? 5-meter sprint. Okay, which Hands event? Hands down, 5-meter sprint. That's not, even, that's not even a competition. That's not a question. All right. I'm, well, I'm going to advocate for the other side, but I want to hear you explain okay. why. So, five meter sprint, um, in my opinion, is when is the. I mean, one, it is a classic, absolute classic competition, uh, and that as a sport. Okay. Number two, 
it's designed in such a way where uh, a competitor can just focus on you know from from the starting from the starting position to the end of the finish line, and that's it. You know, it's just pure sprinting. You know, that's it. You don't have to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, the ice dash is you know similar, but now you're kind of you, you have to be a little bit more strategic, okay? Because now you're kind of you have to then worry about the you know about your surroundings. You had not you also now have to worry about perhaps getting blocked or being bumped by the other three competitors. So in a sense, there's a little bit more strategy, okay. a little bit more obstacles. But if you're just, just just talking about just pure skill and speed, five meter sprint for me, hands down. Okay, okay, that's a valid. That is a valid and and respectable stance, Miko Tan. Waf, why don't you cash in? So I would say that the five meter sprint is a better test of speed, while the ice dash is a better test of skill. Because in the five meter sprint. You, there is no drafting, no interference. It's just you down a hill. But in the ice dash, you have the ability to draft behind an opponent, Marvel, bat ricochet off of them to get more distance and speed down the hill if, if you so choose. Like, there's a lot more strategy that goes into the ice dash, which can test their Marvel skills and and problem solving to a certain degree. Whereas the ice dash is just a test of their of their raw ability. All right. All right. Interesting. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sprint. I think it's I think it's an ice dash. Sprint. Yeah. Dash. Hat. I'm oh, sorry. Sprint. Sprint. Cheese. The name. Having trouble. Okay. Yes, You're I have. Rolling in the Five. wrong direction. I, just re, just reiterate in case I might have messed up and I didn't realize it. Ice dash is a better test of of skill and and strategy, where five meter sprint is just a better test of raw ability and strength. All right. Of valid. Of valid roll. answers. Now I'm going to, as I always do, as I always do to keep things interesting, I'm going to advocate for the other side because you guys both gave a very strong and confident um, uh, answer supporting a five-meter sprint as the better test of a marble's pure speed. But I think that you guys are neglecting a lot of very small details um, about each of the two events. And so in my opinion, now I'm not 100% sure either way on this, so my opinion is still hazy. Hi, guys. See what I did there? Hazers? Hazy? Hazers? Hazy? Ricochet? Uh, my opinion is still a little hazy um, either way. But I'm going to put my opinion on the side of Ice Dash here and point out some very important factors that you guys aren't considering. I want you to think about 5-meter sprint. I want to I adri- point out something very important. In 5-meter sprint, yes, the, 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 the glaring aspect of the five-meter sprint is the fact that the marbles are separated. They don't have to worry about ramming into each other. They don't have to worry about moving around each other. They're separated in their lanes. But in my opinion, the fact that they're in lanes is what detracts from the, the validity, the pureness of five-meter sprint. Because if you watch five-meter sprint, and I mean for every marble, for every single one, in every single five-meter sprint, every done in Marble League, you will see multiple times the marble um, have a uh, bump off the sides mm-hmm. of those particular lanes back and forth, wobbling back and forth as they roll down uh, the five meter sprint track. And and so in that lateral motion where they not only not only do they have some lateral motion. OK, 
but they also have to change the direction of their lateral motion, you know, back and forth as they go downwards, as they bounce off the one wall, and then they bounce off the other wall, and then they go back to the other. And it, that it takes away from the marble being able to um, gain speed because all that lateral motion is decreasing the top speed that the marble can reach. So in my opinion, because of that, because of those lanes, those restrictive lanes, they, it doesn't make it more of a pure test. It detracts from the pureness of the racing. And so my, my argument for Ice Dash, and if you look here on the YouTube, as you see some of the races, I'll pull some of them back up. See them? Let's see them go here. You'll see that marbles take diagonal motions. Look at here, Thunderbolts right here. Diagonal motion to the right side. Green ducks slowly move leftward over the course of the racing. And and so, and so that's a in my opinion more pure test because there's not that wobble back and forth that you see in five meter sprint. And yes, yes, you have a valid and 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 very very hard to talk around argument that you know there's marbles other marbles on the course and that's going to change the fact that it's from pure speed and you're focusing on yourself to actually putting strategy out there. But I would say that in a five meter sprint race or an ice dash race, otherwise. Ice dash race where the marbles don't have much collision, which not all of them they have much collision. Some of them have a couple, some of them almost not at all. Those marbles that don't collide with any other marbles don't really need to worry about that and need to just focus on going straight. And they don't have to worry about hitting the railings back and forth. So they're 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 straight as possible motion. They'll go slightly diagonal. That is the purest speed that we can see from a marble. So my huh. opinion, um, or at least. Possibly, in my opinion, I haven't, I haven't really made a choosing a stance on that yet. It's hard, but I'm going to propose that there could be a opinion for the fact that Ice Dash is indeed a more pure test of um, of a marble's uh, overall speed out there. You know, just rolling straight down. Yeah, um, I neglected to mention the, the the walls. I didn't think it mattered as much, but then you reminded me of how much they bounce, and then yeah, it does make a big difference. So I actually, but that led me to uh, an idea to potentially fix that instead of having the walls what if they were all lined up neck and neck but they race down corsetti rails that keeps them all in a straight line but no bouncing okay um you're 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 you have the beginnings of a good idea um my problem with corsetti rails is that they're very bendable um and they well first of all they look bad my opinion um number one well, the idea um, I was thinking of was like, it's like you'd be, you would, you would lay it flat on the the red ramp that the the uh, the, the five meter sprint is right, on, but so, so, it, so you wouldn't see it. So it would blend in nicely. It wouldn't bend. It would just be flat, and then they would just roll down that. So you have to work, so like that keeps them straight without having to worry about bouncing around and losing uh, momentum with extra friction. Heck, you have less friction than being on the ground because like the rail would contact it less. I think. Maybe. maybe, uh, maybe well, uh, I guess the rail would touch it more, maybe more than. Just the flat ground beneath. Well, I feel it. like uh, what you're doing with that is is really like restricting all lateral motion. Which on the ice dash, you see lateral motion is not really restricted. It's just um, there's less walls to bounce off of. And I I don't know if that's necessarily the best way. In my opinion, I would kind of imagine um, like taking like a more solid piece of track, not like the plastic bendable corsetti, but more like just the wood that they use for the track and carving out some sort of a you know, semicircle like trough for the marbles to race down so that if they move laterally, they're not hitting walls back and forth, but they're really just kind of, you know, rolling up the sides laterally, you know, and kind of wobbling as opposed to bouncing. And that would kind of 
lend more towards that straight downward speed and kind of keep marbles in the center because if it's a trough, then that gravity always going to be pushing them to the center, which would allow for marbles to more every marble to have that advantage of more staying in the center, and we can really test raw speed at that point. So that's what I would do, honestly. I guess Corsetti Rills would be a possibility, but I feel like they restrict the lateral motion even a little bit too much. I gotcha. That's fair enough. And like, I guess that brings up something that, uh, an interesting point that I just came up with, like, like, all, like a lot of this, like, Marble League has all, like, is clearly, like, a parody of Real Life Olympics, but, like, how much, like, like how much, what's more important to you, like, like, like the, like, emulating, like, the real-life sport as much as you can, or, like, ex- embracing the uniqueness of what the marbles are and trying to, I guess, embrace it. Because, like, in real-life five-meter sprint, it's just a straight shot. Like, there's no, like, real bobbing and weaving. Like, that, like if you bob and weave in five-meter sprint in real life, you're gonna lose. Like, like what you do, like, it's like, like, having that lateral motion, like, 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 to kind of embrace the fact that these are marbles that roll, like, and stuff like that, like, would you say that that's more important to keep that aspect? All right. Or that I'm really or, happy you brought that up. I'm really happy you brought that up. And then I'm going to say this, and I hope Miko Tan maybe can cash on this as well, cash in on this. In my opinion, at this point in marble sports, it matters to me zero percent if we emulate the the real human events anymore. It matters to me zero percent. I do not care what the events look like in the real Olympics. I do not care what Formula One looks like in real life. I do not care what the X Games look like in real life. You know, just predicting more towards Marble Mania X there. But it's more important to me that the marbles are accommodated. This is marble sports, and this is not Marble Olympics anymore. In Marble Olympics, I understood that need to stay really, really close to the Olympics, and I understood that need to kind of emulate the Olympics way back in the first couple of seasons because you were still working on an idea. But now we're in marble sports five years in, six years in now. We're ready to branch out. We're ready to not be human sports emulation anymore. We're ready to be our own category of marble sports where things are adapted. You know, tracks are adapted. Things are changed. Things are reimagined to fit better what the marbles are going to benefit from, not what humans would benefit from, but let's put marbles in it. I mean, that's ridiculous in my opinion. So in my opinion, we're done emulating human events. We need to begin right now and should have happened already, begin focusing ourselves on making and forming the events we currently have in Marble Sports and turning them into events that are are only directly um, char- uh, characterized to benefit uh, that of the marbles participating in them. Uh, Miko Ten? Yeah. Um, well, you bring up some. Whew, you bring up some very good points there. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my job. Yeah, sir. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, just, sorry, I just, I just had to like you know process that for a little bit um that yeah so. just um <laughs> but no the, the, those are really, those are really good points and to me it's kind of like as of right now i really don't have um i don't really have an opinion either way because i'm always a little bit wary about trying to change an event uh, because or at least too much because the minute you do that even the smallest tweaks um, well, then, one, the competitors have to retrain. They have to tweak their, you know, tweak their training for that. But number two, you also have a lot of fans that will say, oh, you're changing the event, and therefore you're changing the competition. So that's the part that I'm always wary about. It's like, 
you know, where's that balance between, okay, you want to have some, some kind of uncertainty, you want to have some kind of some obstacles, but you don't want to have too many obstacles. Like it's a very fine balance, you know, and as, as of right now, I really don't have an opinion either way. But you do guys, but you do bring up very good points. I, I, I would definitely agree with you. Yeah, I will agree your counterpoint that, you know, allowing for some sort of obstacle is might be necessary to keep that unpredictability. And if you really do um, kind of make it and put them in a trough and make sure that all the marbles are optimized, then maybe you could just almost predict who's going to win every single time because of that. But I, on the other side of the coin, I feel for something like five meter sprint. I feel like five meter sprint, that that specific event out of the 16 because remember there's 16 in marble league that five meter sprint should be one that's optimized so that it could be almost predicted every year who's going to win because five meter sprint is a pure should be a pure raw speed test where it's like okay we're putting all luck aside we're putting unpredictability aside we're putting everything aside we're taking these marbles how they are we're putting them on the five meter sprint track and we want the fastest one in raw speed and if that means, you know, making it so that you could almost predict the winner every single time down to the millisecond, then so be it. Because that's what should be for that one single event out of the 16 in Marble League, in my opinion. But anyway, I think um, at this point, we're going to need to head towards the trivia segment. So um, I hope that uh, uh, we can we can go there. Do we have the music? I hope we have the music. Let's uh, play that I guess, music. I guess I, well, then you need to put my, I guess my opinion real quick on that. Like, uh, Oh, if you want to. Uh, I didn't know you wanted to throw one in there, but go ahead. Yeah, we like, do uh, have to move on if we want to get to the it, 2020 stuff. Yeah. Your point about not being the Marvel, the like uh, a parody of the Olympics anymore, like like just because like the name has changed, like like that was not their choice. Like at the end of the day, while we the name is different, we all know that this is still a parody of the Olympics. Like shouldn't be but, anymore. Like, but, is what I'm saying. But like, but like, I I do get what you're saying. Like and like one of our live chatters kind of mentioned how like, it is. It really is kind of a mix of it. Like you know, like, you have, like hurdles and five meter sprints, something like that. Like that, those are clearly events based on the Olympics. But then you have things like collision and uh, what I I just completely blanked. What is, uh, oh, what are other events? Wolf doesn't remember for some reason, but you name the thing that your brain allows you to, and you, like, but th there are other, there are other events, I'm sure, I just can't remember for some reason, I feel so stupid, block pushing, block, block pushing. pushing, is very important, yeah, like, there, there are, there are, there's a mix of, Marble-based events that are very, very much original and that prior, as far as I'm aware, not really based on anything in real life, or I guess from human sports, I should say. Whereas uh, there are some that are. So I, I guess like it, it's I, I guess it's fine how it is. I think like having mm -hmm. that mix is good. Well, here's the thing. So the question, right. um, um, the question really should be like this. So this is the way how I see it. Right now, JMR, they have basically two options. They can keep Marble League as a kind of parody of the Olympics, you know, because it always will sort of, you know, be like that. But the second option they have mm. is to like, hey, we have this really cool thing, you know, instead of just doing parody, let's just do our own thing. Let's just do an event purely, you know, no, that is us, you know, purely we invent something that is, you know, for marbles and that's not necessarily based on you know, any Olympic style. So you really have two options. Do you continue to stay as a parody, uh, or do you try to move past that? So that's the way how I'm going to see it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's something that we, we could get into long hours of conversation about what, what AMR should do, why they should do it, um, and, and we will probably cover those topics more in the future. But we got to get to trivia if we're going to do our reflection Indeed. on 2020 to end out the episode here. So let's head to trivia. Play that music real quick. We're going to head to trivia. We're going to get through those questions and come back and end out the episode with some reflection. Now it's time for the trivia segment. Come on now, let's go, go, go. Go, go, go. All right, so I hope the music is played at this point, and um, I'll actually start us off with a trivia question because I got one actually today, Wow. All right. Um, okay. There's only one team in the first two Winter Marble League events that has placed the same place in both events. Which team is it? Name it. They one guess, both of you. Only one. Only one team who has done as much. Who plays the same in both both years? Yep. And if you so name the team and name no no the place the same in the first two events of the Winter Marble League. Oh, like overall? No, place the same in Ice Dash as they placed in Snowboard Cross. Oh, okay. Oh, you I were so confused. I, okay. Yes, okay. I would have given you so a very name, different answer. <laughs> yeah, name the team, name the place. We'll start with Waff, I guess. I might be thinking for a while, so Miko, if at any point you get an yeah, answer, Miko, you if you got an answer, answer yeah, you throw it out. I want to say Rangers took. I want to say it was Rangers. They took eighth twice. Okay, solid, fair, fair. The the minty maniacs both took. I want to say sixth both times. Okay. The answer is the Green Ducks with seventh. Uh, ah. Mini Maniacs took tenth in the first and eleventh uh, uh, in the second. Very close. Oh, okay. And the Rangers took ninth in the first and seventh. Tied for seventh in the second. So very close, both of you. you guys were you guys were at least got teams that were only like one off, so not bad. But there you go. So, Wop, why don't you continue us along? Here? All right. I also have a trivia question for this week. So, uh, in the snowboard cross, there was only, for this year, there was only one marble who competed that had competed in snowboard cross in 2018. Really? Who is that marble? And how many difference, how, how much of a difference in position did they have? Interesting. Interesting. Well... I, uh, I'll throw out, I always throw, out, well, actually, I'll let me, I always, like, talk out my reasoning, so maybe Miko Tan, if you have an answer, you can throw that out there as well, um, but if you want to hear my dumb reasoning, you can listen, um, there's my reasoning on this one, we know teams that it cannot be, okay, we know it can't be Green Ducks, because they didn't start till 2019, okay, we know in the same way it can't be Mini Maniacs, because they weren't here in 2018, okay, so we can rule out two, okay, and then, and then the fact that there's only one, which means that it's not really it's not really helpful to continue to rule out teams. More just consider which team would be likely to have chosen a similar marble, and and I feel like that team would be a team that would have placed higher. All right, I'm gonna rule out rookies because I don't feel like any of the rookies did especially well um, in 2018. Um, 
And uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of land on a veteran team that did well in the past, um, in the, uh, in this past event that would leave me with Thunderbolts, Galactic, Savage Speeders. Um, I feel like I, I lean Savage Speeders because they're usually a team that likes to, um, stay constant with their, with their, um, with their performances. Um, they, they finished second in 2018, which means they probably were happy with that, with that finish. So I'm going to say Savage Speeders with a place difference of probably about two. Maybe they finished fourth in uh, 2018 and sixth this year. What do you think, Mikotan? Ooh, um, I want to say, to be honest, I actually want to say Galactic. That's another great guess. Did you like? like do you have like? Do you have a specific marble in mind, both of you? Like, like marble name? I would say Savage Speeders. Um, well, well, you said the one that's only one stayed the same. So Wizzy, right. obviously. I want to think. Okay, I, gotcha. I Galactic want, would be Astron. Yeah, I was thinking of Astron. It's definitely not Starry, but I was thinking Galactic with Astron. Anyways. But Astron did perform in this event, so yes, you'd be saying he also performed in 2018. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what is here. it? So okay, before we go, I do want to point out that the Minton Team Maniacs were in 2018. That was their were. that was their debut year. That was does a that rookie change, year. Does, does that change, change your answer. answer at all? Absolutely, does not change my answer. Miko, does that change your answer? No, does not. All right. The answer is Snowstorm from the Snowballs, oh. and they went and they went from they went from tenth in the in 2018 to fifteenth this year. Ooh, interesting, interesting. So not not great to begin with, and and dropped even lower. Um, Snowstorm came into my mind like the like they would like the snowballs would keep their stuff the same because it's winter, but uh, they kind of floated out there. I figured it'd be a more veteran team that performed a little bit better. But hey, you know what? Right, stand to be corrected. That was a tough I one. I mean, and to, to be to 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 give them credit and stuff, this was a different version of Snowboard Cross. So their skill, like that, that's probably why most of the team, all the other teams, didn't pick the same marble because, like, before, like before they did good, but this is a different. This is not what how it was before, and like it worked for some of them, like the Thunderbolts, for instance. Like you know, they got the like they they stuck. Like they went from third to second, with just a, a simple marble change. So like, I mean, you know, it, that, yeah. that that clearly worked. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Mikotan, do you have a trivia question today? Yes, I do. Um, nice. Okay, so, as of the 2021 Marble League, this year's Marble League, what are the only four solid color teams? you got to name all four. So, do, um, the four solid color teams in this year? Well, you know, I mean, of the 20, of the 20, of the 28, the, the 28... Pardon? Of the twenty-eight, there's only four solid color teams. Ooh. I'm pretty sure. So the mm -hmm. Rangers. Uh, in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, the pinkies were solid colored. Do we count that or no? I guess you can count them. No, no, because the idea is that there's twenty-eight teams that will participate or that could that are eligible to participate. That's what I mean. Oh. The twenty-eight official team, official ML teams right. as of twenty twenty-one. So you can't count. So you the pinkies is one of them. The mean not past teams. The current, the current team. Okay, so Rangers, mm -hmm. Snowballs. Rangers, Snowballs, absolutely. Two obvious ones. Uh, um, 
No, like, if you really want to get if you really want to get technical, I think like like some of the zoomed in shots of some of the orange marbles in the stands that you can see slight swirls in them. So I wonder if maybe some of the O-Rangers also aren't technically no, fully no, the solid. No, no, the Rangers seem pretty solid. Snowball yeah, are definitely solid. Um, oh, there are four. This is, this is hard. Uh, I guess I guess pinkies is a valid guess until they take the uniform change. So I'd say old pinkies, if that's one I could say. Well, well, Miko just said that that we don't not we're not gonna count them. So okay, I mean, yeah, I guess you could count. I guess you could. I guess um, you could chocolatiers. Count them. Okay, chocolatiers, so right? Old pinkies. Uh, chocolatiers, they are translucent, actually. But they're still solid colored. Well, by that logic, like the. Uh... I guess that's true. He didn't say he. he I guess they, they are technically. There, there's there are different. There's slight different shades in brown. Well, let's say but chocolate like, tears. I, I mean, we had to say something here. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Chocolate tears. Uh, jungle jumpers. They're pretty solidly em emerald green. Jungle jumpers is the only other one I could possibly think of. Um, I can't think of any other teams that stick out to me as raspberry racers. No, no. There's some there's some shades of pink in them. Sometimes. No, they're not completely solid. So that's what I'd say. Jungle mm -hmm. jumpers. Um, chocolatiers, the snowballs, and old rangers, and old pinkies. What do you got? Okay, first? so actually, as when I checked, it is old rangers and, and snowballs. Those are easy. Old pinkies, right? Um, right. you know, if they don't switch back to their colors, mm -hmm. and mellow yellow. Oh, oh how yeah. did we forget mellow yellow? Wow. Oh. That's oh that and that's one of my favorite teams. And you forgot about that. How did them? I forget that? Wow. I just didn't see oh, oh I'm sorry. Familiar faces. Anyways. Wow. Anyways, wow. uh do you guys want to move on to the uh recap for twenty twenty? Yeah, we're gonna have to let's play that trivia music to head back to the show. Show well well. Um and then we're gonna talk twenty twenty guys. Hope uh, the music played. That was the trivia segment. Now let's head back to the show, show, show. The show, oh! Alright, good. Music played. Okay, so we're back here. I'm um, sorry for forgetting Mellow Yellow to you Mellow Yellow fans. I'm a Mellow Yellow fan too, so I'm just uh, deeply upset about my performance there. But uh, yeah, we're going to end the show by uh, reflecting on 2020. Um, and we're just going to kind of talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, 2020 has been quite a year, and... It's it's been very busy marble sports wise. It's mm -hmm. been very busy for the podcast. Um, um, we did we had some good guests on. I think at the end of uh, at the beginning of twenty twenty, long mm -hmm. time ago. So I think, um, but but those kind of weren't really a part of twenty twenty. But for the podcast, um, I'll at least start with that, and then we we mm -hmm. move on. But the podcast, big things in twenty twenty to remind you guys of. Remember, there was a lot of drama with me as I went over to few backup. For that period of time where I did commentary and worked as the committee president for them, um, they uh, they began Marble Circuit just as JMR began Marbula One, and there's controversy that will never end over if who copied who and who had the idea first, or if they both had the idea separately, or they both copied. I, tons of controversy that I'm not getting into. Then I I was a part of that, but then um, Fubica. And towards the end of the summer, uh, showed some dishonesty in his videos, and I resigned from that position and rejoined um, the JMR community, who um, very uh, patiently and graciously accepted me back into the community to be a part, and I'm thankful for that. Um, otherwise, besides that, the podcast has just been going strong. We've been we've been just continuing to crack out these episodes weekly, discuss what's going on in the world of Marvel Sports, and just really enjoying um, just the whole crazy uh, year that Marvel Sports has offered us um, 
this year. So podcast-wise, we're moving forward. We're a couple months away from hitting the end of our second year of doing the show, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome and crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, we, we, we're hitting episode 100 soon, and we're hoping to continue growing um, larger to getting more listeners and uh, building this community um, as JMR continues to grow larger and build their community. So Yeah, it's... Um, um... It's pretty crazy because, like, when we started out, it was not the show was not bi week. It was not weekly. Like, um, back when you did first was doing it on your own, Brendan. Like, you were kind of, I don't think you really had a schedule. I think you was kind of like whenever bi-weekly, you felt like it. Sometimes it and then like, when we did together, yeah. we were bi weekly for a little bit. So like the gap in episodes for the first year was a lot bigger. But like to put into perspective, like the like on December thirtieth, like that's the like was like episode twenty eight released, and then like the the first episode that actually released in twenty twenty was episode 29 which 28 was the tonio episode and 29 was when uh wolves tried out for the first tried out for the uh half host position so like like just like just to get perspective like that's how much how we've done since yeah, then like almost crazy almost 60 episodes in wow. that one year that's like, ridiculous like a lot of like a lot of what we like of uh the experimentation that we went through like is what started in 2020 2020 was the the year of experimentation and trials and tribulations for the show Mm -hmm. definitely and i think we've kind of pulled tighter together i think we're going to be moving forward i'm really hoping that we can um continue to build that this community though you know we've been we've been doing better um we've been we've been moving towards the the the, uh, flat 200 listeners per episode as opposed to like we were barely hitting 100 probably about six months ago but uh, we want to continue to grow. We want to continue to stimulate this community and bring you guys into it. That's why your feedback and your emails are appreciated because that's how we're going to continue to change and grow. Um, and and that's um, you know that's why we hope to bring some uh, bigger members of the Marvel Sports community on, like Melikis and things like that, so we can um, so we can, so you guys can see and hear from from them uh, firsthand. So. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's the podcast uh, 2020, but there's a lot in Marvel Sports mm-hmm. 2020 in general. We'll take a few minutes to talk about that. Miko Tan, is there anything just bursting on your mind that you want to recall from 2020 that you want to just put oh, out geez. there? I mean, I, I really prepared for this one. Well, I was... Throw oh. it all out there and we'll <laughs> all see All right, let's sticks. go for it sticks. then. Well, obviously, you know, for those of you listening in, 2020 has been... An incredible and crazy year, not just for us humans, you know, in our world, but also for the marble world, right? I mean, for the marble. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, right? Let's take, let's take a look at all the events that were going on. We started this year. We started twenty twenty with the very first season of Marvel One. You know, circuit style racing, um, sixteen teams, thirty two competitors, one champion. Okay, then we move into mm-hmm. Marbula E, which is a spinoff of, of that. Um, then we had the introduction of Nas Marb. You know, then we of course have, then oh, we have from Marvel's oh, yeah, we have yeah. of course the big yeah, event. Year, you know, for summer. Just, wow. You know, the Marble League 2020, of course. You know, um, and then we of course have the Santa Marble Rally, uh, and then we have the first half um, of Marble One Season Two. So an absolutely jam packed year for marble sports okay and you know i think with that i think without doubt hands down 2020 was was the savage speeders year no they won the inaugural the very first mm-hmm. they won the, the very first marvel one they won the very oh, first true, you know yeah. marble league back when it was still called marble olympics 
Absolutely. Yeah, this was a big year for them until they, well, are doing quite bad in this well, second I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that portion later. So, and then when you know, you know, everyone thought up until event 13, you know, event, I want to say 11 or 12, they, everyone thought the old Rangers was going to be, yeah, it was had a 35 point lead. And and literally almost a come from behind victory. You had the Savage Speeders, you know, take the championship by five points, and becoming making history as being the first uh, team in you know in MO history to be crowned double champion. Only one. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm um, if I were them, I'd be I'd be sitting pretty happy. So. But at the same time, though, I think that level of um, competition and doing so many events, you know, and not just that, but of course, doing the little ceremonies, doing, you know, meeting their fans, traveling around the world and, you know, and basking in that glory. I think eventually it's starting to really catch up to them. And we can kind of see that with Marvel One season two. Like, I think that they're I mean. They're normally they're good they're good competitors they're good athletes you know I'm not questioning that but I think that with all the stuff that they, that that was going on you know with two major events and having to do all the stuff outside of that and you know still trying to prep you know in between and train I think you know to be fair to Speedy and rapidly I mean one I'm not a Savage Speeders fan but at the same time I feel like they're just not able to perform at their peak actually without having you know proper rest so um but you know again that's just my opinion on that but um you know it was like um i say this you know because i want to make sure that our listeners keep things into perspective you know just because just you think that unless you think that i you know that our year last year has been crazy it's been crazy pretty crazy for the marvel you know for the marble world as well there's these all these new things coming up and just um you know it's something also to consider that i've been wanting to talk about as well so when people are talking about how um uh you know some of the racers in marble one not doing so well again here's here's the thing most of the teams that are formed are formed with the intent to compete in marble and of course per jmr rules is a team of four plus a reserve uh, and plus a coach, so technically six. And um, what happens is that you, you know, for because of the way how the Marble League events are set up, you want to be able to have a variety of talents and skills, just be able to compensate, like, you know, for, for the more endurance ones, for the more strength based ones, or the more speed ones. So and then the issue with Marvel One is that you're pulling two racers, you're pulling you know, from that pool of five. And most teams do have at least one good racer. For example, Orange, you know, the Rangers, they have Clementon. Uh the you no know, Team Galactic, they have Starry. You no know, uh Hazers have has, yep. has Hazy. And so on, you know, and so on and so forth. Main, Green Ducks exactly. have Mallard. I mean snowballs have snowy. I mean, continue on and on and, and, and so forth. Even the Oceanics got a good racer. Crazy cat size seem to have two. Yeah, every team seems to have Right, but here's the keyword. Most teams have at least one, not necessarily two. That's the problem. And exactly. the and don't forget the Absolutely. the rules for Jam, for the Marvel One per JMR is that you have to have two. That's the problem. 
Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they have to be able to split, you know, because if there's twelve, if there's twelve events, you know, um, they can only raise up to six. Which means that in theory, if you only have one good racer, you can win, you know, you can place well in six events. But if your other teammate is not that good, you know, that's going to weigh you down. You know, I'm, you know, and it, it can't be good or bad because um, with that kind of setup, they may either have to expand the team and to have more, you know, dedicated racers or they have to somehow change up the format. So maybe I think it just needs to be better chosen at the beginning of the season by the coaches who is going to be the two that mm-hmm. are racing. Uh, maybe some sort of mid-season trade-off if that's allowed, but that's going to get complex and will require. I think anything beyond um, anything beyond just choosing the two marbles that will race the whole season at the beginning of the season would require a community coach system that would allow for intelligent decision by someone outside of uh, of Jell himself. Right. Um, that would be uh, would be but, my opinion on that. But I want to cut in here and and uh, go, uh, sorry, go ahead. You can, you can finish up if you had something. Yeah, no, no. Long story short, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, like this was something which I've been wanting to, you know, to talk about. That yeah, like um, um there's um, you know, there's a lot going on, and you know, not to discredit or not to you know, we sh- and we shouldn't you know put that aside. We shouldn't discredit. You know, just you know, the sheer amount of you know, in the sheer intensity of all the stuff that's been going on, you know. And again, I, I keep saying this: there's a reason why we're the ones sitting here and talking about you know the events and the athletes, whereas those guys out there are the ones you know competing. There's a reason why they're the professionals, not not us. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. We could not expect for us to be doing that either. You know, we're not, we're not that skilled. No, of course not. So, um, uh, but I got to say, you know, um, and I'm very glad that um, they were able to kind of step up. They were able to, all the teams were able to step up, you know, and, and were able to accommodate and be able to fit, you know, the additional training, the additional prep work, you know, for all the additional events. So again, definite props to, uh, not just all the teams, but to, of course, the JMR and the JMRC. So that's basically what I wanted to say. Yeah. Right. Definitely- yeah. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. It kind of gives some good nostalgia to look back upon 2020. When I look at 2020, Marvel Sports Wise, I see a year of firsts. Let's think about mm-hmm. the first. First co-commentary. First time co-commentary is ever used, Greg and Jack Nichols. First, um, first Marvel Sports video that represented a par- partnership between JMR and another company. You had, you know, of course, Formula E and um, as well as the Craven Dome. You had first Marbula 1. You mm-hmm. had first Marbula 1 champion. You had first repeat champion in Marble League. Um, and, and you had first, well, you had first, you, you, I guess, first Marble Mania X idea, ideation, because it started, the idea started in 2020. So I guess that too is a first. It's, it's beginning. the The idea is beginning. You had first um, year where circuit racing was introduced to marbles. You had first year where circuit racing was introduced, where an elevator was used. You had first year where circuit racing was introduced, where a marble booster was used. You had first um, you had first season of racing marble leagues YouTube channel, which by the way is doing a lot better than people give it credit for. One of their videos is up to about twenty thousand views, so they're not that bad and they're high quality. Go check them out. I'll be doing commentary for season two. First season 
season of them where they have circuit racing, they have handmade track, and on top of that, they have a marble booster which replaces the elevator. First um, first uh, time that Marble Sports Worldwide has posted real Marble Sports content on their YouTube in 2020. Of course, that was the... Um, uh, the West Coast Marble Cross for us. So you can check that out in our channel. You have uh, you have the first other new um, series, yeah, yeah, and and so and you have first time you have first time circuit racing. I guess for Fubica, the first time they had they uh, they the Fubica was actually the first channel to put out the ele the marble booster. He didn't come up with that idea by stealing from uh, racing marble league. No, he came up with that. So big credit to that innovation of marble sport. Um, in my opinion. I know that Fubica drama is big deal, and I know what happened with him. I resigned because of the dishonesty he exhibited in his races. However, in my opinion, of all that we saw this year in Marble Sports, Marbula 1, New Marble League, you know, Marbula 2, Season 2, 1, Marbula E, Craven Dome, Glass Car, Marble Circuits, Racing Marble League, you name it. Nass Marb even, that, by the way, another first, first time marbles and cars crossed over. Mm -hmm. Out of all that we saw this year, in my opinion, the largest advancement in marble sports, the biggest innovation in marble sports was Fubica's first use of a marble booster instead of um, instead of the elevator in their marble circuits. And that was the most impressive innovation this year. Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of good things this year. But but that, that use of that booster that allowed the marbles to be moved from the bottom to the top without having to use an elevator that decreased their momentum to zero... To me, is the biggest innovation. We see it in Racing Marble League, by the way. I think that JMR should consider working something like that out for the future. That is the biggest innovation mm -hmm. of the year. But beyond that, go back in the video, go back in the recording. Two minutes, you hear them all again. That's a that's a ton of firsts. That's over ten firsts. A lot of new things in Marble Sports mm -hmm. this year that we're going to that we're going to um, be able to continue to experience and build upon in the future. So because of all those firsts, because of all those firsts, mm -hmm. think about this, we should be forgiving and understanding and also just aware of the fact that Marble Sports is still at its its baby beginning stages. We're not at a place where Marble Sports has been going on for 20 years and we can expect everything to be perfect. No, things things are mm -hmm. on the move. Things are going to be 5, 10, even 15 years before things start to uh, plateau and be like, okay, now we need to focus on continuing to improve what we already got. No, there's a lot of firsts still. We got a lot of firsts mm -hmm. still. We got a lot of improvement. And we got a lot of new ideas. We got a lot of new plans. We got a lot of new innovation still here in uh, the world of Marvel Sports. So that should be aware of. That's what I take from 2020. Um, we're going to have to wrap up here in a second, but if anyone's got any last words, uh, now's the best time to throw yeah. them out there. I was going to... I will oh, oh, say oh, that. Sorry, sorry. Oh. go ahead, Wolf. <laughs> well, I said a lot of last <laughs> words. <laughs> so, I was like, I do get like your point about how like the Marble Booster is the biggest innovation because like it if it had an influence on the Racing Marbles League and it's definitely gonna have an effect on things going forward. Like, like but like I will say that like the like I was like the the Nas Marb it was easily the biggest innovation in marble sports. Like possibly, like, you could make a good argument for that. Like like, like they, those like, were per those were handmade. But like the 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 bases were designed and three D printed, all that stuff. Like all of that was intricately planned for many. I, I I'm not sure if I'd say two years. It might have been. It was definitely has been in the works since. Well, that would last of course year. present the or argument two, two of you know is is NASMARB really Marvel Sports or more like a hybrid 
and just like where that innovation was that innovation really an innovation that's going to um benefit marble sports channels not really nasmarb is not going to help jmr marble fubeca racing marbles whatever i guess it's a great innovation but it's not like an innovation that's so impactful that it's going to benefit these big channels it's going to it's an amazing innovation but it's more of a hybrid situation more of like a that that would be more a first a first for me that would represent the largest pushing of borders in marble sports this year that's what sure. I would say. But it does not necessarily show- the largest, most impactful um, engineering innovation in Marvel Sports. It does show the other channels, though, that like like that there you can go way beyond what you think is possible, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why so, Marvel's Beyond is a great name because they go beyond. They push indeed. the borders of Marvel Sports, and they just they, that's a great name for them, and it really describes exactly what that uh, what that organization stands for. Uh, Miko, you want to say something? Yeah, I, 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 I cut you off. Yeah, earlier, no, sorry. Ma- um, but you know, um, well, uh, Marvel guy actually mentioned the courts. Like we got, you know, this year we had three, you know, relative, you know, very, very big sponsorships. We had Envision, you know, Vision Virgin Racing with Marvela E. Um, we of course had right. last week tonight with John freaking Oliver, and we have uh, you know, Cosmocrats, you know, for the, you know, for this, you know, the ongoing season. And yeah, like, but, um, but you're right, I do agree that, you know, this, you know, these sports are still in their infancy and, you know, the sport, as I mentioned, you know, is still evolving. So there's still going to be, you know, so me, it's like, I wouldn't be too harsh when, you know, no, any, you, know not, right? you know, whether it's Yelly, whether it's Fubica, uh, whether it's Nasmarg, you know, they decided to change something. You know, because they want to improve, you know, so I'm just saying, like, you know, be on the lookout for that, and I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't necessarily be too harsh with that, but yeah, like I said, you know, it's been, um, it's been an absolutely crazy year. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that, I think that is a great way to, to label the past year. I would love if you guys emailed in, if you're listening, and kind of tell us what what was your favorite part of 2020, you know, what was the most important part of 2020 Marvel Sports Wise for you? Uh, I think we do have like one email to read, maybe two. I think we're no, gonna we would... put. I think we're going to delay the emails until next week because we, it's, we wanted it's to just really the, it's just the one cover the twenty twenty. I mean, we're we're way we're over time right now by a uh, lot, so we're gonna delay enough, it to next week enough. so we can give it the time it's due, of course. And we're going to yeah, we're going to wrap up the episode. We're gonna um, Waff's gonna take us out in a second, and we will see you guys next week. For more Marble Sports Worldwide Podcasting mm-hmm. game. Rick O'Shea. Thanks again for having me on. Thank you, uh, Mikatan, by the way. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank I you, was try- I-, I knew I had something I had to say before Waff <laughs> took us out. Thanks, Mikatan, for coming on. As always, or as at least in the last two times, you've been absolutely wonderful and very insightful um, on Marble Sports. And we hope to have you on in the future. So, um, yeah. Thanks again. Uh, you know, it was a pleasure to be on here. Awesome. Pleasure having you. All right, then. With that being said... Uh... I think that's all. Um, hopefully the new year is great for everybody. Um, hopefully things uh, conti- will be way better than 2020. Fingers crossed. Roll on, Marvel Sports fans.